there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and this week I wanted to talk to you about the upcoming Mars-Jupiter sextile that will be taking place on September 1st. Now, most of the time in astrology, we'll talk about what's going on with the planets upstairs, uh, pretty much in terms of like the weather, you know, we we will speak about the aspects that the planets are making upstairs in terms of like whether they're going to be bringing clear skies or stormy skies, uh, whether this is a time when we can expect things to move smoothly, um, or wh- whether this is a time that might be particularly uh, challenging and we all have to sort of hunker down and 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 bear with it. All right, so so that's one way of looking at astrology in terms of like the weather. How am I going to dress today? I'm going to check the weather. Oh, it looks like it's going to be uh, light and breezy, so I'll dress comfortably, or it looks like it's going to be a really hot day, so um, I'll dress accordingly, or it's going to storm, so I'm going to get my umbrella and galoshes. You know, things like that. Uh, Astrology being this idea of what's going on in the sky, sort of giving us a heads up on how to prepare and deal with uh, the planetary forces as they will be emerging in our lives. That's one way of looking at astrology. Another way of looking at astrology is to look up at the planets and be like, hmm, I wonder what I could start right now or what I could finish right now uh, that will bring uh, the best results, okay? Um, So in other words, what it is is that you might have an idea in mind, or you might have a project or an enterprise, something that you want to uh, engage in, and and you naturally would wonder, uh, would this be a, a successful successful time to do it? Would this be a fortuitous time to do it that would be give me the best advantage and, and, and things like that? So it's kind of like looking at the stars in this regard more as cosmic collaborators, you know, uh, uh, the planets as, as being your sort of silent partner upstairs in which you're sort of banking on the energies being able to support uh, the thing that it is that you want to do, all right? And this is the sort of reading that I want to give you for this week, okay? Uh, This week, we have a very particular lineup of planets um, that's, that's going to be taking place, but it's also very hectic, and it's also a little complicated, and reminds me a lot of a sort of tap dance routine, where you're going to have to be able to think very quickly on your feet in order to take advantage of what's going to be available for you cosmically. Now, now, this isn't going to be available to everyone universally, all right? Um, what, what, because the uh, placement of the planets have to do with certain preconditions, okay? There have to have been certain things that are going on in your life that if you can say, ah, oh, that makes sense, okay, then you could go ahead and make use of this energy, all right? But if you don't sort of fulfill these sort of prerequisites in which you're kind of like, 
what's he talking about? Or no, that's not what's going on. Or, or that didn't happen, then just skip it because it's not, it's not going to be uh, working for you. So, so basically, this is kind of a forecast based on whether you fall into these particular prerequisites. All right. So, and let me break it down for you because it gets kind of like complex and hopefully I'll make sense of it for you. Uh, after all, that is my job as an astrologer is to sort of like look at these things and hopefully make it make sense for you so that you can use to the best of your ability. All right. So the first thing that we're dealing with uh, coming up this week on September 1st is a Mars-Jupiter sextile. Okay. And what catches my eye with this and what I find really kind of like exciting about this is that Jupiter right now is retrograde in Aries and Mars, all right, which is the planetary ruler of the zodiac sign of Aries, is, is in Gemini forming a sextile to Jupiter. Okay. So this is a good thing. Why is it a good thing? It's a good thing for two reasons. First of all, by rulership, Mars rules the Jupiter, all right? Uh, Mars is the ruler of Aries and Jupiter right now is in the zodiac sign of Aries. It's kind of like Jupiter's hanging out at this house that's owned by Mars and Mars is the owner of this house, okay? So, so an astrologer's focus or gaze goes to, goes to the Mars. And Mars is in the zodiac sign of Gemini. So what this is talking to me about right off the bat is that it's a very good time. In fact, it's a really wonderful time. Okay. Um, it's a very urgent time. Um, if you are making any sort of purchase of any sort of sorts right now, um, if you are uh, selling something right now, or if you are hammering out a deal right now. Okay. So, so the, uh, remember I was talking about sort of prerequisites. These are the things that sort of need to be on the table um, that, that, that are in your interest right now that, that you're like, Oh, I'm looking to buy something, you know, Oh, I'm looking to sell something or, Oh, I'm looking to work out a deal right now. Okay. If these things are relevant to you. Okay. Then we are talking about a Mars in Gemini. Why? Gemini deals with anything dealing with buying and selling, okay, and communicating. It deals with, but, but particular communication. It's transactional communication. Uh, so, so really, let's throw out communication and let's make it the word transactional. Okay, so Mars is in Gemini, and Gemini right now is talking about any sort of buying, selling, or transaction that's taking place. Okay, so that's the first clue that we get looking at this planet. The other clue that we get looking at this planet is that it's Mars. It has to be done quickly. Now, Gemini already does things quickly, okay? But with Mars, there's an urgency, okay? So whenever you're adding Mars to the Gemini mix, and I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you add an, an urgency to it. It needs to be done now, you know, like immediately. Okay, and then the next thing that we get is that Gemini is a spring sign here in the Northern Hemisphere. Gemini is a spring sign, um, and it's the last sign of the spring. So we're looking for something in its infant stages, or its beginning stages. So you're not really 
launching something for the first time or thinking about launching something, you're you're involved in in like the preliminary stages of this. You're you're involved in in, in the prep work, or 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 you've at least been out looking or scoring the uh, internet uh, internet looking for these sorts of things, and you've made up a list of names and and numbers, and and you're texting back and forth. You've already begun some sort of communication uh, in the spirit of transaction. So this isn't right you know, like at launching something, you know, like launching a ship and you smash a bottle of champagne against it and, you know, as it leaves the dock. No, it's not like that. This is something that's already engaged, but it's just having begun to be engaged. It's just beginning in its, in, in its engagement. Okay. Uh, buying, selling, or, or, or making a deal. Okay. It's just begun. Uh, okay. So this is what we get the, with the Mars and Gemini. Now here comes the uh, next piece. The next piece is the Jupiter and Aries. Now this Jupiter and Aries, uh, which, which has caught my attention is a retrograde Jupiter in Aries. Okay. So it's not Jupiter direct in Aries, um, which would have had a very different flavor or feel here, but it's Jupiter retrograde in Aries. So Jupiter is moving backwards at the time when it sextiles Mars. Okay. So you can almost think like Jupiter's heading here, Mars is heading here. And it's like, Hey, Hey, I thought that was you. It is. Oh my God. What have you been doing? Okay. So, so it's two people passing. Hey, Hey, I thought that it is. What have you been? Okay, this is the idea that you're getting here. All right, so so you uh, what it could be is that you might be involved in selling, buying, or or working on a transaction with someone whom you have had dealings with before. That's one idea. That's one idea that I want you to keep in mind. Okay, um, it could be with someone that you've had dealings with before. Retrogrades uh, uh, involved in any of the planets often bring the return of someone or a situation or whatever in our life that we dealt with before. So it might be sort of like, hey, I know you. Okay, you dealt with this person before. That might be one of these ideas that we have here, okay? The other one, because it's a Jupiter retrograde and it's ruled by Mars, but it's still a Jupiter retrograde in Aries. The other idea that I want to share with you is that there, this might involve an opportunity um, that you were up for before. Maybe it's a job o- opening or more or something like that. But again, we're talking about buying, selling, purchasing. So it might've been um, someone who was interested in buying from you and might've been someone who um, you had made a bid to um, and it got turned down. Um, or it might've been someone that you had tried to like put together a, a fit or a meeting and it just kind of like fell apart. Um, okay, so so there's there's history. There's a, there's a history to this transaction. Okay, so it might have been someone you tried to sell to before, someone you tried to buy from before, um, or someone that you tried to set up a deal with before, but it had fallen apart, or the person had rejected you, or the person had decided to go with someone else. Okay, so there's history, but the history isn't a particularly, I don't really want to say negative one. It's more kind of like the history is it didn't really work out before one. Okay, so so that's what's going on here. So now you're hearing from this person again. That's the retrograde going back over sex job. Hey, we've okay, you're hearing from this person again. Okay, so you might be in kind of like, well, you know, 
why should I even answer back? You know, they like, you know, shined me on or they rejected me or, or you know, in which I would say, get over the bruised ego. Okay. Get over the bruised ego. Um, this person is reaching out to you again. Maybe things didn't work out with that sale or that purchase before. Maybe they weren't able to come up to get, uh, come to an understanding with someone who was doing business with before. Um, and so they're coming back to give you another go. You know, and it makes sense. You might be like, you know, what am I, trap lover? You don't like him available. Like, you know, you can like, you can play a little hard to get, but kind of like step past that. Okay. Because, because you're getting this opportunity again and the, that opportunity is still golden. So you're going to want to go ahead and seize on this. All right. So it's kind of getting set up this way, uh, this, this particular uh, sextile. And then the third part, you know, and of course, I'm coming back to the Mars and the Gemini and this passing sextile. The third part about this is that the purchase or the sale of the transaction needs to be quick. Okay. It needs to be fast. You do not have all the time in the world to do this. Uh, you do not have all the time in the world to play hard to get. You don't not have all the time in the world to go and research options. Okay. It has to be like really, really quick. Um, because, because that's the nature of the planets. They're really, really fast. Now, um, if you can, it would be great, uh, if you could settle this before the time when uh, Mercury turns retrograde on September 9th. Now that's a bit of a tall order. I mean, some of you may be able to do that and that would be like, great. And we all know that, oh, you know, you want to get something in the bag or, or a done deal or a sign on the line that's dotted, you know, before Mercury goes retrograde. And that certainly applies here. All right. But then this is where it starts to get a little bit quirky. And this is where it starts to bit, get a little bit crazy. Okay. So, for those of you who can uh, sign in the line that's dotted and bring this deal to a close and purchase or, or sell before September 9th, fantastic. That's great. Worry-free. You can just, you know, that, that's done. I'm going to go on with my life. Mwah, perfect. Great. All right. For those of you who cannot, okay, because that's a pretty, you know, there's fast and furious and that's a pretty, pretty short time thing there. For those of you who, who um, can't, what's interesting is that um, the sextile that I'm talking about is followed by a Mercury-Jupiter opposition, okay? And that takes place on uh, September 2nd. And that's really interesting because it's an opposition, all right, uh, which should, should say like, not happening, polarized, okay, gulf, gaping gulf between the two. It's an opposition, but because it's a Mercury, which is ruling the Gemini, and it's aspecting the Jupiter, which we just saw had have dealings with Mars, which is in Gemini, it's almost like things kind of hook, you know, it's almost like things kind of accidentally hook with this opposition, okay? They're not supposed to, but by rulership, they do. Um, and so what this means is that even if you get a kind of like, well, we have to do it by the state or it's not going to work out or something like that. Don't assume that that's true. Okay. Don't assume that it's game over. All right. You've still got a really strong possibility. Now, again, if you cannot bring this to a close or whatever before the Mercury retrograde, that's fine. It's really not it's really not bad. Mercury retrogrades in this aspect is really going to involve more a complication. Okay. So the Mercury retrograde might, you know, add 
a postponement to closing on the deal, you know, things that have to be, you know, like, okay, you can sign on the line, or maybe you have a letter of intent or something like that, but things still have to be sort of like worked out. So if that's what's going on, okay, with this, with this uh, sale, this purchase, this, this, this deal, you know, like, okay, we were able to agree on, on Mercury retrograde, but we still have to work out. Okay. If that's, what's going on, great. Then the next thing is you want to get that worked out before Mercury retrograde re-enters the zodiac sign of Virgo on September 23rd. Why? Retrogrades, we know, can be an about-face, okay? They, you can be expecting everything to work out. The planet turns retrograde. We're used to this with Mercury, pretty much. And then that throws monkey wrenches into the works and complications and things like that. Monkey wrench into the works and complications don't necessarily send something into a nosedive. They're, they're kinks that have to be worked out, okay? The thing that you really have to pay attention to with something like this is when a planet retrograde, when a planet retrogrades and changes zodiac signs, okay? So, so, so what really makes a retrograde challenging is not when a planet just retrogrades, it's when it retrogrades back into a previous sign. All right. That's when things get really iffy. All right. Uh, we're going to see if that happen when Jupiter retrogrades back down into Pisces at the end of October. There's an example, but here, but a, 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 a sooner example. All right. Uh, an example that we can anticipate is uh, Mercury re entering Virgo on September 23rd. When Mercury re enters Virgo on September 3rd, you literally have a change in feeling or a change in atmosphere. Okay. Mercury was in Libra before. Libra is actually really beneficial official to contracts and the signing of agreements. Okay. Libra rules contracts and the signing of agreements. Retrograde might be hmm, moment for pause. Okay. But then it goes back down into Virgo. And that's when it's like, people look at that contract and agreement and they're like, you know what? This isn't really a good idea. You know what? There were certain things tucked away here. You know what? What was originally negotiated was okay, but I think I can get more, so I'm going to push my advantage. Okay, so so the contractor agreement is being basically looked at. You know, in, uh, uh, when I worked for Condé Nast, we used to call them bean counters. Okay, those are the ones who would like you look at the contract and be like, let's go over this wording right here and count the beans and make sure you know this sort of a thing. So when it moves into the Virgo, you kind of like have this hyper examination that's going on. But the easier way to think of it is a change of mood. Okay. It's a change of mood. You know, what was sort of like, yeah, no, exciting. I love you. You love me. Like, what's not to love? Like, let's get it together and make this happen. When that Mercury goes back into another sign, Virgo, on the uh, 23rd, it's like, mm, I don't know. Okay. And so that may sound very discouraging. Okay. And for those of you who weren't able to close the deal quickly, but this is the stage that's going into and it's feeling discouraging. You know, some of you might be like, this is really discouraging or I don't need this aggravation or forget it. I'm out. You know, it just didn't work out and, and that's it. And that's okay. Okay. But, but, but this is when things really get harried <laughs> is in this period. Okay. The best example I could think of, and I was really trying to think of a best of a better example, but the best example that I could think of, I think it's Jurassic Park. 
the original one, where it must be because it's the boy and the girl, it's the two kids. Okay. And aren't they like in, or maybe I'm like, I don't know, you get all the Jurassic Parks mixed up, who does it? But anyway, I think it's Jurassic Park one, if it's not one, it's two, but I think it's one, um, where the kids are in in some sort of like trailer or something like this, and the T-Rex is in the rain or whatever, and it goes for the trailer and, um, you know, grabs the trailer or pushes the trailer or whatever back up against a cliff, okay, over the edge of a cliff. It's literally a cliffhanger, okay? It's actually hysterically funny. It's literally a cliffhanger, and this, like, trailer thing is, like, hanging off the edge of the cliff, and the T-Rex is trying to get at the kids inside, and they're, like, screaming and yelling, and, you know, um, and, and so they're, like, looking up, and they see these gnashing teeth of the T-Rex, you know, and then they look below, and they see, like, churning waters, you know, underneath that we're going to crash and smash into, and they're, like, ah, screaming, and it's, like, ah, you know, or whatever. And this is kind of like what Spielberg does, or actually, I think he kind of invented it, is the prolonged cliffhanger. Okay, it's not just like, oh, dangling or whatever. It goes on. Okay, so it goes on. And in some Spielberg films, it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Okay, but the thing is, where it's kind of like this, like hanging, and how do we get out? And they fall through a few things, and they grab something up, and they fall through more few things, and they grab something up. It's kind of Buster Keaton gone wild, okay, sort of thing. And, and But this is what it's going to be like. Okay, this is what it's going to be like. There may be a cooling period or whatever, but the thing is, this window of opportunity may be technically closed, okay? Or it may be like, we're not going to talk about this anymore, okay? Something like that. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like Manchin saying, we're not going to talk about this anymore, right? But there's still talk about coming to a deal going on. Okay, so, so the window of opportunity may be closed, may look closed, but mean, but what you've done in the previous period that I'm talking about is that you've kind of like put your foot in the door. You kind of like jammed your foot in the door so that it can't quite close. You know, it's like the kids hanging in the thing. The, the, it, it looks whatever, but they haven't given up yet. And they're still like, ah, you know, we're going to go for it or like save ourselves or, you know, we have no option. Okay. And things are going to get frantic and crazed uh, uh, during that period of time. So, so, so if you've got a foot in the door, if you have the vaguest glimmer of hope, if you've put out, you know, a message and the person is still in contact or texting you, okay, during the uh, days that are following the September 23rd uh, uh, period, um, then you stand a chance, okay? I would strongly advise you as an astrologer, don't give up, okay? Keep put, putting out the feelers, keep the texts going back and forth, keep seeing, you know, what kind of an agreement you can come to because the person's hesitating and the person's hesitating because they haven't really quite made up their mind. They like you, but they may not like what the terms are, but they like you enough or are intrigued enough to keep that possibility open. Okay. You're not being let on. You're actually, you have a foot in the door. And so this, this, um, this, this, this struggle, you know, this, 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 this struggle to make the most, uh, to make uh, the most of what you can, um, this, this is what you want to hold on to until Mercury comes out of retrograde on October 2nd. Okay, if you're still in communication uh, by October 2nd, that's green flags. Okay, that's a green light. That, that is a real uh, uh, signal that, uh, that you are still in the game. However, I have to warn you, 
this is the point in which you're like pulling out your hair. This is the point in which, you know, you're like white knuckle. This is the point in which it's like, I really don't know if we're going to pull this off or, or not, you know, Tyrannosaurus turning waters beneath. Okay. But it's like, uh, uh, we can do it. Uh, 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 you know, and, and, and sort of like, oh, maybe we'll like, swing on this vine or something to a rock. I don't know. I'm making it up at this point. Like, vine, rock, outcropping. You know, we've saved ourselves. Okay, you sort of like do this segue, okay, between October 2nd and October 10th. If you can hold on for that period between October 2nd and October 10th, then on October 10th, Mercury comes back into Libra. Okay. And that's kind of like systems come back up again. Um, you know, the blackout, all of a sudden the lights come back on and, oh, we're okay. Or, you know, the, your phone finally gets a signal. This is what happens when Mercury re-enters Libra on um, October 10th. So if you can make it to October 10th, it's going to work. Okay. Everything that I'm describing. If you can make it to October 10th, it's going to work. Um, everything that I'm describing. And this and this is when you pull off that sale, or and this is when you pull off that purchase, or this is when you pull off that deal, that that coup that nobody thought you could do. But October 10th, this is when you pull it off. Hi, this is Becca Tarnas. And I'm Rick Tarnas. And we're really looking forward to teaching an upcoming workshop here at Astrology Hub on September 21st. If you want to be the first to know when registration opens, make sure you're signed up for the Cosmic Insider at astrologyhub.com insider. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi there. I'm Amy Escobar, a producer of the Horoscope Highlight Show with Christopher Renstrom. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology Hub Podcast Network. If you love the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share it. And if you don't know how to do that, here's how you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts on iPhone. Make sure you're on the landing page for the Astrology Hub podcast and not an individual episode. Scroll down to the bottom until you reach ratings and reviews. Click one of the five stars under tap to rate to leave a rating. And under the most recent review, tap the write a review button. And if you're on another device, just find out how to leave a review on whatever podcast player you use. Then share what you love about the show or how it helps you navigate your life. We'd love to hear your stories. And by doing this, you make it possible to make shows like Horoscope Highlights happen every week. Thank you again for tuning in, for being a part of our community, and for making astrology a part of your life.